0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Hey, welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for premium subscribers. All right, sit back and put your feet up, and you're going to enjoy this conversation. I'm quite sure. Uh, Maurice Amdoor is. Uh, a psychic, clairvoyant, medium, he does astrology, numerology, he's been doing readings for 40 years for presidents, celebrities, CEOs, you name it. He predicted Donald Trump would win the U.S. presidential election, that Daniel Craig would become the new James Bond, that George W. Bush would be re-elected for a second term as president, uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger would become governor of california well i could sit here all day and tell you all of the things that maurice has accurately predicted but why don't you hear it from him yourself uh maurice hey. welcome to the program how Hi, are you nice
1: to meet you sir i'm good I'm i'm here in london we're having a very sunny day i just came back from giving my dog a really nice hike and speaking to a couple of friends of mine in L.A. who wanted to talk about politics. And uh, so I'm in a pretty relaxed space. It's a, it's a Saturday afternoon here, and I'm just chilling. And I'm, I'm happy to talk about anything in any direction that you'd like. Well, let's, Obviously, um, there are kind of a few current topics, which are a little sad, but I'll do whatever
0: you like. All right. Well, let's start with some definitions, because I think there's a lot of confusion about the difference between uh, clairvoyant, psychic, medium, there's different types of, there's clairaudience, clairsentience, yeah.
1: I will explain what all of it means. Now, a medium, a real medium, will be able to connect with people that have passed onto the other dimension, in other words, dead people, or people who aren't born yet, either or, they will be able to connect to that side and bring through genuine evidence by way of a name, description, or specific information And if they can do that, they're a real medium, okay? Um, A palmist is someone who reads the hands. A clairvoyant is someone who gets kind of visions of, of the future. They see it literally in front of them. A clairaudient is someone who hears information. A clairsentient gets a gut feeling. A tarot reader is someone who uses cards as a focus point. I actually do enjoy tarot because people like them. I don't need them. I also can read coffee cups, flames, uh, tea, pretty much anything. But I'm also a numerologist because it became a hobby. And I love it. And it seems to run everything. I think the whole world, the universe runs particularly on numbers. And then astrology I love too. Um, I don't know if I missed anything out there. But, you know, I also can, can, sometimes I can do, I can travel in my mind to places, remote viewing. I've been able to do all of it over, over the years. And I haven't got a clue why or, or how, if I'm honest.
0: And when it did it start? When I
1: was about, about three or four years of age. Um, example, uh, stupidly, I turned around and said to my uh, mother, you know, the phone's going to eliminate because uncles died. And she slapped me and said, how can you say such a cruel thing? And then the phone rang, you know, I, I, I wasn't even meaning it. And I used to get in trouble at school because I had all the answers. Not, I don't mean I was a genius. That's not what I mean. If the teacher uh, asked something, I'd be able to, to, to answer back. And they didn't like that in England in the 19, late 1960s or mid-1960s. And also, I used to know things about other kids. And depending on my own emotions at the time or state of health and well-being, I've been able to tell people their name, age, date of birth, or even personal address, having never met them before in my life. Um, I've also sometimes been able to describe what people look like, what they weigh, um, their build, the color of their hair, you know, all all sorts of things. And I haven't got a clue. I just don't know why I can do it. I actually did a live show uh, called Maurice's Psychic World on Sky in the UK. I did 1,200 of them. And I used to have people phone in and I would just tell them everything. And we used to have a running joke with my... Uh, females that um, sat next to me because I was younger then. Uh, I twenty years ago. No, 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 fifteen. Was the, oh, I actually did something seventeen. What am I talking about? But the main, the main run of the twelve hundred was between about two o three through about two o nine, and then I, I was married and went to live in the Cayman Islands. So um, that's why I stopped. They offered me a further contract, but I used to say to my uh, female assistant next to me, "You know what color underwear she was wearing?" As a running joke, live on air. <laughs> and I never got it wrong and she used to just burst out laughing I couldn't understand it and then people would phone in and I'd tell them where they are what they're doing and things like that but all of those things are about how I'm feeling or what energy call it the angels or whatever you want want to give me you know I don't want to sound like a madman and say I've got voices in my head but I do sometimes have voices in my head and I don't understand where they're coming from or why they're right
0: did you, you know? feel conflicted as a child I mean some people I've known some psychics I had a very who very who- unhappy yeah, they, run, they run away time. from that. They run away from it.
1: Yeah. I, I was never scared of the spirit world. I was always a bit scared of the real world. I was bullied terribly because I was the only Jewish kid in in a, basically a Catholic school. And 10 boys used to get hold of me every day and beat the living shit out of me and tell me that I was a Jew all the time. And I really didn't know what Jew, a Jew was. I mean, even though I had Jewish parents and they tried to hammer me in with the religion and everything, it never really added up for me because I've always seen people as people. I don't care black, white, blue. I don't care what color we are. What religion? It doesn't mean anything to me. It's all man-made. I'm not saying there isn't a God because there 100% is, but um, I mean, an energy source, of pure, light and good. But so they used to beat me up school. My my childhood wasn't very nice. And uh, these abilities may have been a little bit of an escape mechanism, but I don't really know where they came from. But when I was about four and a half, the teacher turned around and and, and and wanted to talk about these words that she thought no kid could pronounce. And I've ordered had this thing called total recall, which is I could just repeat what I've heard or, or memorize or, 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 or even sometimes uh, like photographic kind of memory, but sound memory as well as as, as visual memory. So she said, <laughs> which is the station name in Wales. But I was four and a half. And she said, anybody who could say that would get 50p, which when I was a kid, a 50p was a lot of money. That was about five bucks. Uh, no, in, in England, that would have been 50 pence was half a dollar. Do you get it? But yes. half a dollar in 1969 or whatever was a shitload of money. You get yeah. it? So sure. And then she said, well, you said that now say anti-disestablishmentarianism. And I just said it straight back to her. And so she was very annoyed. And then when she was having a go at me, I said, look, please don't have a go at me, miss, because you've broken up with your boyfriend. And I was only four and a half. And of course, she had just broken up with her boyfriend. And so she burst out crying, et cetera. And then I got taken to the headmaster's office, et cetera. And of course, nobody told me anything. So, you know, but that was my life. And then one evening when I was about six or seven, um, I said, Mommy, Daddy's had a car accident. I'm going to go run to Daddy. Well, she couldn't stop me because I ran out the door. And it was only about a mile from the front door of our house up on a hill. And there he was in the accident. But thank God he was okay. And I used to know whenever my father was ill, in fact, I know when a lot of people are going to be ill or going to die. I don't want to. I just do. If, there's a, if, if I like someone, a man or a woman or a relative, I know what's going on with them. You get it? So, for example, um, I said to a number of friends when Sean Connery would die uh, because I liked him. I knew him also, but I liked him. And the same with Roger Moore, same with my own father. I told my mother exactly when my father would die. Of course, she didn't want to hear it. And I said to her, please, you know, spend more time with them. They had a great marriage, 60 years. But what I'm trying to say is I actually knew, and it was very painful knowing that, you know, um, very painful. And I know it a lot like that, what's going to happen. But, but more to people that I'm really interested in, I, I don't know how to explain that. So, so and there's another thing that happens to me. If someone catches my eye, whether they're a movie star or a politician or anyone, it seems to be that within a day or two, they're in my company. Like they're right in front of me. Now, when I lived in LA, that makes sense, right? Because I was living in LA. So there's a lot of movie stars and things there. But it even works in England. It doesn't matter who I think about, if if I'm attracted to someone for some reason, I've never understood this. It's now happening to my third brother quite a lot. But so if I think about someone, anyone, for no reason whatsoever, they cross my path within a day or two, literally standing right in front of me, whether it's a woman, whether it's a politician, whether it's a movie star. Even if I don't know them, it's crazy and I don't understand it. But I've had that happen to me, too. And I I proved it um, to a number of my friends in L.A. Because I would tell them who we're going to bump into that evening. And it would happen every time. Is
0: is that that type of synchronicity, is that connected Mm -hmm. to psychic ability?
1: I haven't got a clue. I don't want to try and be clever about this. I don't know what my abilities are. I don't know where they've come from. I'm just living with them. You see, when I was a kid, I thought everybody was like this. And and initially, when I started working as a psychic, which is about 40 years ago, as you would say in America, I paid my dues, or say in Canada, paid my dues. Meaning that I went and did all sorts of events everywhere, up and down the country, and even abroad, for next to nothing. I didn't charge very much. And I learned my skills. I studied a lot of things as well as the talents I had. But what I didn't know was but 99.9% of all people who say they're psychic or in any way have a mediumistic gift or I anything, mean, are fake. So that was a very big eye-opener yeah. for me because initially I thought everybody who said they were, was.
0: Right, I've always believed that, yeah, that's always been my impression, that, that this is a very rare, or those that have well, the- I,
1: I'll give you the, an example. I mean, I was supposed to, at one point to replace Sylvia Brown uh, on the show with the coloured guy, I can't think of his name. It was a big show. extra extra military guy, do you remember what I'm talking about in America? The ex-military guy did shows for years, and I was on, supposed to take over from him um, on TV. This is I'm talking 20, yeah, I'm talking about 25 years ago. She was, used to do a show, Sylvia Brown, um, and
0: Montel Williams. Was,
1: That's the one. I was supposed to take over on Montel her spot. I was also signed to do a lot of other things. I mean, this can all be corroborated. I don't know if Maria told you, but I had 21 pilots. And at one point I was supposed to replace Oprah. I had deals with C, I had deals with every major network, but for some reason it wasn't written to happen for me yet. Whether it ever will or not, I don't care anymore. But at one point I did care. And I, I've done so many pilots, I've had so many deals. And also the thing in LA is one or New York, once you sign into a contract, you're not free to do anything for anybody else till that contract runs out. So for example, you might have a huge contract with one producer who's massive, but they don't get the show on the air. And then you, you want to work with another producer who can put the show on air, but you're not free to take the job. Right, a they put you like on a this. shelf.
0: Yeah, they put you on yes, a shelf. Yes, right.
1: Like, like, like happened to Pierce Brosnan with Remington Steele when he wanted to be Bond back in, uh, in the late 80s. They wouldn't set him free. So he had to wait for 95 to do the role. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. So it's a bit
1: like that. I mean, uh, I, I had the situation where Simon Cowell, who I've known for a long time, wanted to do a show with me. Um, it's a great story, actually, um, because Simon Fuller, I went to Argo one evening because we used to go there a lot, my my little group, and a lot of I've got a lot of celebrities that, that I know. I'm not going to mention all their names, but we used to go to Argo a lot. Beautiful restaurant, half owned by um, Robert De Niro. I think it's closed now, but it was on Alfred in in, in L.A. And um, so one evening, my friend Darius, who was a pop star who married the Canadian Natasha Henstridge, mm-hmm. um, he was uh, he had been on Pop Idol in England, so he was friendly with Simon Fuller. And Simon Fuller had heard about me from him. This is a long, long time ago. Anyway, so Simon Fuller, I start chatting. He says, are you the Maurice that I've heard about? I said, sure. Anyway, so I blew his head off. He He was a Taurus. And he said, look, Simon Cowell will be here shortly. I want you to destroy him. He meant it as a joke. You know, he wanted me to prove what I could do. So I took Simon aside and I literally wiped the floor with him until he was actually in tears because I told him his whole life. And then uh, he came back to the table and said, "This guy's got the X factor. I want him." And I said, "I'm really sorry. I'm under contract with Mark Burnett, which I was.
0: Right, and I'm very stressed about
1: that to this day." Yeah, they, they, Mark is Survivor, and this was around the time Survivor had just hit because I was actually involved with Diane and Mark just before they got divorced. Okay, wow. Diane's a really sweet lady, but they couldn't. You know, I was basically not. I, they never. They never got me where they should have done I, I'm not blaming anyone I don't mean it quite so negatively but that's what happened so I blew Simon away and um you know uh I, I, I couldn't get released I couldn't get free this happened a lot but anyway I mean another time I was contracted and of course they blew up the twin towers and I was down in Vegas doing a live show and they put anthrax in in the air conditioning units so they wow. closed the whole of Vegas down. I don't know if you remember that, but that was what went vaguely, on. Vaguely, vaguely, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I came back from that. And uh, that was the time that I was signed to Paramount Television. And I started doing Entertainment Tonight, which you can find some clips of. But anyway, at that time, I was also reading regularly on, a, on a, every every other day for Sumner Redstone, who owned uh, a Viacom, National Amusements, Paramount Studios, right. CBS, CBS. etc. Yeah, and, right. and all of his friends. It Was actually Sumner Redstone that introduced me to Robert Evans. And it was Christine Peters that introduced me to Sumner Redstone that introduced me to Robert Evans, and it was Christine Peters that introduced me to Barbara Streiser, and uh-huh. so on. It and was so quite on and insane.
0: so on. I'll bet. I'll Honestly, bet. I,
1: I, I was the past the parcel.
0: <laughs> I want to get back it to was the uh quite the, funny,
1: sorry.
0: I want to get back to the fake the fakery that goes on and the scammers. Okay, How yes, do they do I will it?
1: Say it again. Well, they cold call, they cold read, they um, basically, uh, globally now, they open these chat lines, they give them a book on tarot cards, and they literally read the meaning of the card to the person calling. Sometimes they might even get a little bit right, but a lot of the times they lie, or they start the call by saying, so you've just split with your boyfriend, right? And of course, the girl might have just split with her boyfriend, you get it? But it's not real. Right, right. Or they'll say to the guy, you're getting a divorce, or, or whatever, and they make it all up as they go along hit and miss. And they've got all sorts of lines like, would you understand if I said the name Peter? And then if Peter doesn't fit, they change it to Paul. Do you get it? But there's there's an awful lot of these. Um, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of people that are dead, but I'm going to mention one or two psychics that I was introduced to when I first got to LA. There was a chap called Kenny Kingston who used to pretend he was a medium to the dead movie stars like Marilyn Monroe and Elvis Presley, etc. So my friends, as I met them back in the mid-late 90s, they introduced me to him and said, would I do a reading for him? You know, if you're good, he, he'll give you a reading, whatever. Anyway, so he phoned me up and uh, I gave him a reading and blew his head off. And then he said, oh, I can't really read for you today. I'm not feeling so well. And of course he declined to read because he was, had no ability at all, nothing. All, all mumbo jumbo. And this is the sort of thing I experienced. In fact, whenever I've gone to these so-called mega psychics that get very well known in the media, they've all been fake. And not just them, I've only met 40 years of working three or four real mediums and psychics in my entire life. The rest are all bullshit, I'm sorry.
0: What about Jonathan Edward and crossing over?
1: John Edward, I gave him a reading, actually more than one. John has a level of ability, he's not a fake. He has a level of ability. Uh, If you want, and that's interesting because Sylvia Brown and John Edward have the same birthday, 19th of October, but um, I would say that John Edward had an awful lot more. Uh, by the way, John Paul Van Damme's on that day as well. I would say that, that uh, John Edward has a level of ability, no question. But mm. not not in the league of a great, great medium. No, not at all. If you want to talk about a great medium and psychic, you have to talk about someone like Sylvester Stallone's mother, possibly Jackie. one of the greatest. Yeah, you, we're talking there about one of the greatest psychic mediums ever to live, period. I was friendly with her for 40 years. Yeah, she lived I've to be almost 100.
0: She just yeah, passed she away did. like a year a year she ago was, in September. She
1: was, no- she was, I know, I was friends with her that day. She was November the 29th, 1921. Uh, what, what I'm going to tell you about her is that she is one of the, was one of the strongest psychics I've ever met in my entire life. So Sylvester, by the way, don't underestimate the guy. Forget the body. I'm talking about that brain. It's hmm. so linked in with the universe. You know, when you watch a R- Rocky movie and he says a line like, um, it's not how you get hit, but how you get up from it and keep moving forward. Right. That's his words, right?
0: Right. Now,
1: they are spiritual. That is not bog standard. Nothing you saw in his work is other than spiritual. In the sense of, he's a healer. He's a gifted individual. Even these days, he makes a lot of podcasts and videos where he tries to help people and get them going. You know, like um, like a coach. Have you, have you seen any of them?
0: No, I haven't. I mean, I, I love the. Rocky
1: no, no, no. But he's all over the internet. I mean, I, I know Stallone um, and his brother. And I was friendly with Frank and, and the mother and everything. But, but Sylvester Stallone is Cancer Moon Libra. And, and he is a, a very gifted... Um, it's, it's not fair to call him a psychic, but he is. He is in tune with the universe. So Schwarzenegger, by the way. Interesting. These guys aren't average. It's not just the case if they work their bodies out. There's a lot more going on. And you don't hear them behaving badly or doing bad for the world. They try every day to do something good. And it's a great shame they didn't let Arnold be president. He would have been great. uh, um,
0: Because Stallone, you say Stallone has some psychic ability and his mother. uh, Not some,
1: not some, unlimited.
0: Okay, interesting. Does that mean there might, there may, I know that you don't try to necessarily understand what's going on or how this works, but you think there could be... Could there be a genetic component here?
1: I don't know. I just know, well, first of all, cancerians are usually very intuitive by nature. That's every cancer alive. The cancerians, I have five planets cancer, but cancer tends to give uh, quite a lot of psychic emotional ability anyway. Uh, Some of them use it in a negative way, but most try to use it in a positive way. But You'll notice if you know any cancerians that they have a lot of mood swings, self-doubt and emotions. But um, what I, I don't know if it was genetic or not, I just know that he's a great healer. He tries on a daily basis. I don't even know if he knows that he's doing it, but he tries to help people all the time. He doesn't stop. He never has. Even if you watch a Rocky movie, when you feel down, it will lift you up. Think about it.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, but I'm talking about his mother, was a gifted psychic. So I'll give an example of what she did for me. This is one of the last sessions, formal sessions she did for me. And it's about eight or nine years ago. So I'm in LA shooting another one of my pilots. And I said, you know, this pilot, I don't like it. She said, no, you're right, it's going nowhere. I said, they've spent all this money, they've given me a shitload of money, and it's just awful. She said, well, forget about that because when you go home, you're gonna be doing a couple of seasons on the number one hit show in England about antiques. And I said, Jackie, I don't know squat about antiques. She said, that's not true. You've been a wheeler dealer since you were a kid. I said, okay, that's true. But, you know, it's not what I want to be famous for. She said, look, as you go home, you're getting uh, a show about antiques. She also told me that she was going to lose Sylvester and her daughter that year. Okay. Now, what actually happened was Sylvester's oldest son died. Mm. Six. Uh, I don't know if I should say what happened to Sylvester, but he nearly died. I I will say, because I think people know now, I don't think you'd be annoyed. He he burst his aorta in the gym and it was 50-50, whether he'd live or die. They got him to the hospital. So, you know, because he's always trained too much. And so her her vision wasn't entirely wrong, but the son died and then her daughter died. So everything she told me. So when I got to England, that's really why she became ill after that. It's a bit tough to live. She was in her early nineties. You're not trying to say it's a bit much, but when I got home, Um, one of my clients came to see me and said, look, I've got this show and I want you to be on it. I said, oh, great. What am I doing? She said, oh, you're going to be an antiques dealer. And the show was called Four Rooms. And I did two seasons of the Hit Antiques program, Four Rooms in the UK for Channel 4. So, you know, she was 100% 100 correct. And then Another famous person gave me a reading once, um, an actress called Sarah Miles. Now, Sarah Miles is December 31, as is Anthony Hopkins and Val Kilmer. There are others. It'll come to a minute. Who else? But Barbara Carrera is 31st December, too. But the reason I I bring up Sarah is uh, I was very young when I went to see her because she's my friend's mom. And I stayed the weekend and stuff. And she's a great actress, Um, a little bit uh, unusual. If you know who she is, Um, she's always had a sort of spiritual side. But she gave me a reading. I gave her one. She gave me one. And she told me that I was about to meet this girl that would ruin my life for a few years if I engaged with her. And, of course, I engaged with the girl and it ruined my life for a few years. (laughs) She knew. She saw it. So the point being that, um, I mean, emotionally ruined it, not any other way. The point was uh, a lot of people have gifts, but they keep it quiet, you know, Um, especially artistic and and really out there people, you know? Right, right. Uh, did, Did Marina tell you the story about me and David, what I told him? It's quite funny. Uh, I didn't know where it was coming from. Did she
0: tell you? No, she just said that. um, Well, in in fact, I think you, on your website, it talks about how you predicted that Tarantino would sort of resurrect David Carradine's career.
1: I I I, I did it for Sean. uh, I did it for Mickey Rourke and I did it for um, David. So here's what happened. Um, I'm over in the house in Sherman Oaks having lunch and I get all this shit in my head. I said, you know, Tarantino is going to phone you and put you in a kung fu movie and the whole movie's about you. I said, Why would Tarantino call me? I've not been working. I said, I don't know. Anyway, before I left the house, Tarantino would call and it was Kill Bill.
0: <laughs> before you left the house. Wow.
1: Before I left the house. I didn't know. It just came in my head. Now, with Sean Connery, it was in 1982 and I was talking, I was only a kid then, I was talking about how he needed to do a James Bond comeback to get his career up and then he could win an Oscar afterwards if he came back as Bond. So what did he do? He went and made Never Say Never Again, right. which he'd said he'd never do. The film was a, quite a hit. And then not long after that, he got The Untouchables, etc., and won his Oscar. And then with Mickey Rourke, again in Argo, I said to Mickey, you know, you're going to get another shot. And if you don't muck it up this time, you could be the biggest star in the world all over again. Within a few weeks, he got The Wrestler. And if he hadn't been so emotionally disturbed about his his life and not feeling worthy, he would have become, he would have got the Oscar. Do you remember he got the Golden Globe? That's right, that's right, yes. Yeah, I predicted all of that. And then I told Mark Wahlberg what would happen to him and loads of others. I mean, you know, I I predicted about anybody you want to think of. I was on a show, I turned around and talked about Julia Roberts getting married. So so many things that that I did. And, um, you know, the, the funniest one for me that was painful... Pierce Brosnan is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Uh, one of the most decent human beings, I think, alive on earth, especially the way he treats his wife, his family, his friends, and anyone who works. And I don't think you'll ever hear a bad word about him other than from a liar. But around 2020, uh, around two zero two two zero three, 2003, uh, I met him. I'd, I'd known him for a while because we had the same acting coach when I was a kid. He's a lot older than me. But um, anyway, I was do a reading for him and i declined because i saw what they were going to do with him with the bond roll, and i didn't want to tell him because he was so happy uh, i felt i just couldn't tell him i saw what was going to happen and i didn't tell him because you know they basically were very abusive to him they did the same thing with roger moore because you know, let's get real roger moore didn't quit bond they quit him and Daniel uh, uh, pierce didn't either you know we had the same agent roger and i tom chasen okay i'm talking about a long long time ago but the point was that Roger Moore got too old for the role, but he didn't discuss leaving. They just didn't call him back. And with Pierce, he was expecting to do the next movie after Die Another Day, and they'd already decided they're moving in another direction. And I saw that, but I didn't want to tell him. He's been through, Pierce has been through so many terrible things. I mean, he's gone on to be happily married and very successful, of course, and he's mega talented and just wonderful. But, you know, he was quite painful. People go through things.
0: That's Hollywood, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: but I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I declined.
0: Guys, we've seen so many people making ridiculous money from crypto, but you know it's easy for you to do the exact same thing. That's right. The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that the YouTuber James McMahon personally holds, and then he allows you to copy him. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply do what he does. So let me tell you more about James. He runs the Crypto with James YouTube channel, which, despite heavy censorship, has over 17,000 subscribers and 1 million views. And since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Now, had you put in $100 into each one, they'd now be worth over $53,000. Of the 26 coins, his top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, is currently up over 440 times since he recommended it. That one call alone has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify this yourself. So if you'd like to join the 1300 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head on over to copymycrypto.com forward slash Richard. You'll not only find proof of everything I've said, but my listeners get full access for just a dollar. You won't find this offer anywhere else, but act fast because the offer ends soon. That's copymycrypto.com for That's R-I-C-H-A-R-D. Don't take this offer lightly. He's the real deal. Go visit the site now. Fasten your seatbelts. Place your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave behind everything you think you know. Think you know. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. What do you see happening with Ukraine?
1: I tell you, that was what I was looking at last night. And I was looking at the astrology, finally, of Justin Trudeau, of um, Boris Johnson, uh, of Zelensky, and of Putin. The first thing we need to know about Putin is, he shares his birthday, by the way, with Simon Cowell, which I think is quite funny. But Putin <laughs> is Libra, the moon in Gemini, which means he's a liar. I'm not making a joke now. People with the moon in Gemini wouldn't know the truth if it bit them on the ass right now joe biden's even worse because joe biden is a scorpio with the moon in aries which means he's always insecure and needs very childish and needs a lot of advice and support from everybody else Zelinski is an aquarium january 24th okay and he's got the moon in leo and the sun in aquarius which means he's an egomaniac which i don't like mm. also um leo with gemini and Libra with Aquarius, not too good because Zelensky means well, but that moon in Leo means he's in love with himself. I don't mean this nastily, okay? Moon in Leo is all about the person thinking that they're very important. They want the spotlight on them. You get it? Most of the most famous people in the world have moon Leo because they want, they want to be the spotlight. Now, uh, Justin Trudeau is Capricorn with the moon in Aries so again he, he needs a lot of support people with the moon in aries don't stand very well on their own they need a team and they constantly need to be need to be told how special they are now on the subject of ukraine i'm praying for it to get resolved but i cannot see ukraine winning it's just not possible and because the rest of the world are frightened to engage with people, and rightfully so by the way you know they won't if 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 they do anything it's world war 3 we all know that i okay? agree i agree will, Basically, the reason uh, he could talk big, Biden, talk about war crimes, this, that and the other, but the minute anybody fires on Russia, Putin is that stupid to start using nuclear weapons. There's no question about it. It's not just a threat. He'll do it. And if he does that, we have to retaliate and suddenly millions and millions and millions of people are dead. Baba Venga, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Have you?
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't get the name.
1: Did you ever hear of Baba Venga, the famous psychic? No. Middle Eastern psychic, and she said that uh, Putin would become the king of the whole of the world or get murdered this year, and that he was going to make a lot of trouble this year. I don't know everything. And to be honest, my gifts were always about individuals. I'm always able to read an individual accurately. But when I look at Putin, I see someone who's walking on broken glass. You know, it's like, it's like he's, he's, he's all over the place. He's anxious, nervous. I believe he's got a health issue, a big one. I don't know what it is, but he's either terminally ill or got something quite wrong with him physically. You know, I don't know what it is, okay? But there's something very wrong with him physically. And I think he's making some very bad decisions. I did dream the other night that he got murdered. But I, I think that may be what I wanted as opposed to what I saw because it didn't feel like a, a predictive dream, you know? Right. Um. When it comes to Biden, I don't even know why he's president because he didn't win anything. I, I'm not trying to be political here, but I, I went through this once before. Years and years and years ago, there was the election of George Bush and the guys- uh,
0: John Kerry. March
1: 31st. No, no, March 31st. It's the one who likes to look after the world. The, uh, Al
0: Gore, Al oh, Gore.
1: Thank you, Al Gore, yes, yeah, anyway. So I was out with a pair of them one evening at a ball. It's a very long time ago. And they said, so you think you're clever? Who's going to win? I said, do you want to know who's going to be pressed on? Or you want to know who's going to win? <laughs> they said, what do you mean? Well, it was Al Gore that won. I don't even know how that happened. He won. And yet, he became president. A similar thing just happened because I mean I've known Trump for a little while. Um, I, I knew Marla quite well. Uh, I'm about years ago, and then I met Donald. He's a really nice guy. Of course, he's a Gemini, and all Geminis are liars. They make it up as they go along. And actually, that's not fair. Geminis—it's not that they're liars; they just like to make it all larger than life. You can't I, really believe. What I agree. They say. Yeah,
0: the stuff that Trump lies about is like inconsequential. Like, yeah, you no, know, he... but
1: Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, President Kennedy, all Geminis. They, they can't tell the truth. No Gemini can. You, he, even actors, you know, another one would be, I like Clint Eastwood as an actor, but he's a liar. He can't help it. He's a Gemini. You can't get the truth out of a Gemini. They say <laughs> their version of events. No, I mean it. Gemini's make it up as they go along. All of them. The disease within them, they're the liar of the Zodiac.
0: Interesting. You've got the,
1: manip- you've got the manipulators of the Zodiac, which are Cancer and Capricorn. But with Trump, he's not an evil man. He actually genuinely wanted to do good.
0: I agree.
1: And I don't even know how they threw him out of office. I don't know how they did it because he improved the economy. He was doing all sorts of amazing things. He even made peace with Korea. Can you believe it? He's he to North Korea and shakes the guy's hand. Yes. Throw him out of office. Yes. And now you've got a moron who looks like he's got Alzheimer's or something. I'm not trying to be nasty. He's the oldest looking 79-year-old man I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yes, think about it. Mick Jagger is 79. Sing. Mick Jagger is well, 79.
1: <laughs> I, I I hear you. So is Harrison Ford. He's in the gym a lot with Harrison Ford, and he's in killer, killer shape. Well, uh, Stallone's 76. Mm-hmm. Arnold's 75. Either of them. But I, mean, I don't think Stallone would make a great president. I do think Arnold would. But what I'm trying to get to is. Um, Biden looks like somebody's grandfather who really is a little bit past it. And I don't mean in an hospital. I'm going to get old. You're going to get old if we're lucky. But there's old. I mean, Jackie Stallone at 95 was sharper than Biden is at 79. Right. You know, he, he reminds me of an older version of Ronald Reagan when he was past it. I know he was a great president, maybe. but There came a point where he used to fall asleep in the middle of what he was saying. Uh, Biden's worse than him.
0: Yeah, some people are just old before their time. It's interesting, the aging well, process. I, I,
1: I, I have a statement about that. I believe we wear on our body and our faces who we are inside as we age. You'll notice that some women that were very beautiful when they're young become repulsively ugly because they weren't as sweet and kind as they appeared when they were young, so they become ugly. Others that really were beautiful inside don't lose their beauty. Men that were always good no matter whether they were good looking or not, as they age, they can become even more attractive because the, the sweetness of their soul shines through the face, the facade, the body. Do you get it?
0: I, I do. That's, That's fascinating. I've never that, heard it described yeah, that way. But,
1: well, it's really true. Uh, if, if, if you look at people, you'll observe they wear on their face who they really are as they age, male or female. All the surgeons they want, it doesn't work. They cannot be restored because the true soul will appear on their face and in their body as they age. Think about what I'm saying, because you'll see it rings true time and time again.
0: So I want to ask you something, uh, if I can be a little... uh, Go ahead, uh, anything you want. Well, you mentioned Trudeau, he's a Capricorn. Yes, he is, which means
1: he's manipulative and insecure because he's got moon Aries. And if he doesn't get support from behind him, he's a good looking guy. He's born on what's supposed to be Jesus' birthday, which is the 25th of uh, uh, December. But, of course, Jesus was born on September 7th. So, I mean, it's all bullshit. But we celebrate Christmas because we we took it from the pagan
0: holiday. Saturnalia, yeah.
1: That's right. We took it from that. And, of course, Jesus came out. He was a Virgo. You know, that's, I mean, anybody who knows anything knows that. They also know he didn't necessarily die and lived a quite old age in India. But that's something else. Um, That does not mean he wasn't authorized by God or a powerhouse and a source of good. But um, because I, I've got nothing against the guy, um, having been born Jewish means nothing to me. In fact, I believe Jesus came through a lot of good, a hell of a lot of good. And what's interesting is when I use the calendar from his birth, all the calculations work perfectly. When I try to use the Jewish calendar or the Muslim calendar or any of the other calendars, none of them work. The only calendar that works when I want to calculate the future, the past, or the present is the uh, Gregorian calendar based
0: around the birth of Jesus. Isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. Now I wanted to yeah, just bring it back to true. the ca- I wanted to bring it back to Sorry. the Capricorns because I'm a Capricorn. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, but uh, when in Capricorn, because they're
0: J- all different. January twelfth. So okay,
1: Well, January twelfth, here's a couple of nice things about January twelfth. In England we had two very big television stars born on the 12th of January. One was a guy called Michael Aspel who's still alive, and the other one was a chat show host called Des O'Connor. Neither of them ever aged. Even though Des passed away at about 88, he never aged at all. He stayed handsome from day 1 to the death day. And Michael Aspel still looks like he did when he was 35. And he's about 90-something. Now, they're both 12th of January. 12th of January is a very interesting day. I have a girlfriend who's in Canada on that day. Hey, Abby, how are you? Uh, I'm not with her now, but she's 12th of January. 12th of January, people often have the moon in Aquarius. Do you mind saying your year of birth so I can look up your moon? 1964.
0: 64. Right.
1: I'm also born in 64. But because you're the 12th of January... Um, you may fall the year behind. So, for example, I am a dragon, but I think you're still a rabbit.
0: Which I not so. yes. like
1: confront. Yeah, you don't like confrontation too much. You see, a dragon doesn't mind a fight and an argument, but a Capricorn, well, not even Capricorn, a, 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 um, the rabbit, which is what you are, would rather avoid the physical side of things. I don't know if you agree with that. but I do agree. Uh, most rabbits I do. Don't, yeah, most rabbits don't want to fight. It's not their thing um now let me just look a minute because i want to just check your positions um i'm doing that now just one second so you're definitely sun capricorn but your moon is sagittarius now i had a look at your photograph and your hair and your body looks like sagittarius okay to me um now your moon sag now having the moon in sagittarius makes you incredibly outspoken which is sensible when you've got a radio show, you know?
0: Yes. Oh, yes.
1: No, but I, I, I would say sometimes, though, you have made the mistake of putting your foot in your mouth. I don't mean necessarily on air. I mean, in your personal life. Hmm. There have been times where you couldn't hold what you needed to say. If you think back through your whole life, you should find that to be right. Also, there's an incredible indis- independence streak in Moon and Sagittarius and a need to move to and be allowed to be free. Freedom is a big issue.
0: One hundred percent. Now, let me yes.
1: just yeah, let me just look at your life a second. Hold on, because uh, I want to get the information in my head. Just a second. You said you're January twelfth, correct? Correct. Right. So, what I feel initially, I just want to do it again. No, no, I, I'm sure that is right. I, I feel that um, I feel there was control and restriction in your childhood. I feel that your family had a big opinion on what your life should be. Do you get it? I, I feel there was a level of restriction. I think you've broken away from it, but I think at times you were restricted or controlled and you didn't like it. I also think you've got a deep artistic skill that's outside of just broadcasting that maybe you haven't used because you were told you shouldn't or something. Does that make any sense?
0: Um, I like to doodle. And I, uh, when I, when I'm on the radio, I doodle constantly and I don't think very much of them, but my wife will look at it and say, wow, that's pretty good. And I look at it and say, no, it's just nonsense. So What could did, be what did
1: your parents say about you being an artist or performer when you were a kid? Because I've got a feeling they wanted you to do something different than you do. I or think did my, do?
0: well, my late father was a uh, former military, so we were quite regimented. And you That's know, everything. What I, want.
1: I want control, restriction, and order. That's what I was trying to get. To.
0: Right. You say yeah. he was
1: military, but was he involved in aircraft or boats?
0: Uh, no, he was a tank gunner in the Second World War.
1: Right. No, no, the reason I asked was because, and, and, and later, did he do anything with boats or aeroplanes?
0: Uh, no, no. Uh, I mean, we always had a I boat or a dinghy at the house. Uh, because...
1: Okay. So, so you did have a boat No, because I'm seeing something, well, what I was shown as you're talking about him was like fiddling around with a boat or a dinghy or something, but also a liking to be free and fly. So I don't know if that's you or him. Hmm. It's a freedom issue here. You like to be free. Oh, I'm all me to about go. freedom. Yes. Yeah. But how big was the biggest boat?
0: Oh, just. Um, there maybe like a 15 foot motor, you know, with an outboard uh, okay. motor for fishing. Yeah.
1: I don't know if this isn't something else because I'm seeing uh airplanes and boats around you. And I don't know that you would have grown up with that. So I don't know what this is. I don't know what it means yet, but it, it's mm. something I'm seeing. I'll try, I'll try and figure it out because I'm not a con man and I'm not a fake. So I like to know what the message is, but as we've been talking, I'm being shown nicer boats and airplanes. I'm talking about, yachts or travel on boats and good quality travel on airplanes so i don't know if you're going away somewhere or if you've been invited somewhere or you're going to do something to do with travel show i don't know what this is i'm not clear
0: interesting. i do to lie. well i do yeah. like to Are travel to
1: see if... okay and you like to travel distance don't you, you go all over
0: um well i uh, i have a, a particular affinity for greece because my wife is greek
1: okay When you're in Greece, do you get to go on a yacht, like a 50-foot, 100-foot, something like that?
0: Not so far. Maybe one day. Not so far.
1: That is what you've got in front of you, because I think you're going to get friendly with someone who's got a yacht. And I think it'll be Mykonos or somewhere like that, and you're on their yacht. This is very near. This is not far. And I I didn't know your wife was great. Greece is beautiful. But um, I don't know what that is. I I do know um, that that when I'm looking at you – there's a very big personal shift uh, taking place within you yourself already just has been. I feel that you have gone through a rethink on your entire life recently. And I feel you're going into the flip side of it now. Does that make any sense to you?
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I don't know that it's a major, uh, but I'm just rethinking about
1: you're you're reborn, everything, house, home, work, health, you're rethinking. It's like, who am I? Where do I really want to be and what do I really... There's also coming up a huge promotion in the air. So you, do you do any TV as well or just radio?
0: I have done t- TV. I've done pilots and... I'm going and... to
1: predict some kind of major opportunity over the next 18 months. I feel you've got a big piece of luck. Um, did you just get a new car or do you want to get a new car? Uh,
0: no, don't have a new car. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. Well, a second vehicle at some point, but who knows now no, with no, no, COVID. No, no,
1: no, 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 Let me stay where I am. There's okay. something to do with uplift, increase, new car, new watch, new television, new clothes. In front of you, there's renewed and new. This is not very far away. Okay. okay? Like it started January, February, but we're only in March. You're going to get an uplift. Because I feel you did a big review just behind you. And also, a couple of years ago, it looks like you nearly hit something and then it didn't work quite the way you wanted.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, that's happened a number of
1: times. That's right. No, but this time it does happen. All right. About four years ago, I see see a split around you, like you broke away from something. Three, four years ago, you fell out or broke away from something. This is quite clear. But you're going up at the moment. That's why I said a new car. I think you're going to elevate in some way. Maybe a car isn't your dream thing, but you might get a great new watch or, or something personal, new. The word new is also there's some people that you've broken away from in your mind that you've had enough of, that you realize aren't for you. Right. Sometimes there's a change in how you perceive people in your life. You've suddenly come to a point where you're looking at your life and saying, I don't really think I want to know them anymore. I'm moving in another direction we don't fit. You get it? 100% yes of, oh yes yeah, I've sort of I'm mentally fired
0: that. a lot of people in my life
1: <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about and I feel there's a whole new 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 more suitable people coming in and there's something to do with an improvement in work improvement in home improvement in health you've you're going up over the next 24 months from now
0: well that's good news
1: so and do you love where you live or do you want to move
0: well, uh, I um, yeah, we were thinking about making a change. Just,
1: I see the change. It's not quite yet, but I think for a little while, I don't love it here anymore, I want to move. I'm yes. seeing a new home for you guys, and I, I feel there's a sort of a new direction opening up. Where in Canada are you, basically?
0: I'm, I'm just north of Toronto, just a, a stone's okay. throw north from very, Toronto.
1: Well, that's very nice, Toronto. I don't know. Have you been over to L.A. for work yet?
0: Uh. I've been there back and forth. I I had a TV show uh, back in the 2010,
1: 11, 12. I think you're going to get another one. Um, And I also think that you're going to be seeing some people on movie sets that are filming in Canada. And somehow that draws you back to LA. I'm not quite sure how it all comes together, but there's an elevation around you. Also, when you were a kid, did you have a slight digestive problem or do you still have that?
0: Digestive problem? No. Yeah. Like
1: food reflux comes back up or burns.
0: No, no.
1: One other question. Did you fear death or ill health? Were you a little bit hyper or fear of health when you were a child?
0: Uh, That doesn't ring. Okay, no, it's not a problem.
1: The reason I'm asking, those two messages are there. So does your wife have any of this, or do you have a kid who has this, or did your parents have this? Somebody around you or you had a digestive problem. That's where they they don't eat everything because it doesn't agree with them. Hmm. it comes back up or burns a little and then somebody was not it's not a hypochondriac a little bit of a the word coward is not meant the way it sounds they fear there was a more of a fear of hurting someone than being a coward so i don't know if you oh. wanted at school like me but i think your fear was hitting back or something like that there seems to be something to do with not wanting confrontation
0: yeah I, fearing,
1: I don't I fearing violence
0: I wouldn't say I fear violence, well but I, I certainly- well,
1: well built and strong, but you don't want it.
0: Right, I, I uh, abhor it. As a
1: child either.
0: Yeah. I think
1: when you were a child, maybe your schoolmate said, do you want to go and hit that guy or something? This is not for me, I'm out of here. I, I'm just seeing something like that, but I, I, it's not entirely clear. But it feels like it was never interesting to you.
0: That's, that's correct, that, that would be true. Yeah. But and I don't like, I, don't fear- like I, I do not, I, I try and not hurt people's feelings. I, I mean, I, I, I go don't to want ex- hurt
1: anybody, you know, it's not easy though, is it?
0: No, no. Especially when you're doing a talk show.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Because a lot of people don't want the truth anyway. I mean, when, when I did different shows, um, I found that the worst thing you do is tell anyone the truth. I mean, in LA, it was tough because, you know, like a producer, director or Big Star would say, so, hey, Maurice, what do you think about my great new movie? You know, it's going to be like number one, it's going to be 200 billion. And I'd say, well, actually it's going to bomb and it's crap. And they'd they say you're negative, you're really negative. And you know what happened with the movie? It would bomb. And if it was going to be a winner, I'd tell them that too. But they only want to hear what they want to hear. That's exactly. Out in LA, nobody in LA wants to hear the truth. They just don't want to hear it. They want they want the Hollywood ending every time. And of course, real life's not like that.
0: How do people I, I get a hold of the truth? How do people get a hold of you, Maurice? Uh, I have
1: I have, a, I have a website, mauriceamdur.co.uk. Um, and that web- website's been up about 30 years. A client of mine put it up actually without telling me and then said, I've done this for you. I didn't even know what the net was back then, but that's <laughs> how they find me mauriceamdur.co.uk. And, um, you know, I still read for a hell of a lot of uh, business people and celebrities. I haven't been out to LA for a short period. I'm supposed to have come to Canada because my uh, niece-in-law is from Canada and a whole family have invited me but I haven't well, we've also got a section of my grandmother's family that are in Canada in Toronto Collins is the family name um, but I haven't I haven't come out there um, recently but uh, I've always wanted to take more time in Canada but wow. I'm supposed to go back to LA this year maybe I mean you know the thing is basically since COVID this is quite fascinating my whole modus operandi has changed because People don't come sit with me anymore. Everything's on the phone. Everything on the phone. Exactly. So, you know, it, it, it's like they phone me. I, I'm sitting. I'm, I mean, it's quite funny. I'm, I might be on the beach in a pair of shorts drinking a cocktail. I don't drink much alcohol anyway, but, I, you know, like a light cocktail. And the phone will ring and it's the owner of some $10 billion industry or something. And of course, I drop everything and do the reading because I'm well paid. But it's kind of funny because a few years ago, one would have been nine to five or nine to nine. I used to do in their office. They don't want it like that anymore. They want it on the phone.
0: That's it. They'd well, change. I I'm, I crave human interaction in the flesh.
1: So so uh, do I.
0: So well, hopefully like we'll get back to that. Hopefully we'll get back to that soon. <laughs> I, like I think we place. I think we will be. Maurice, uh, what a delight meeting you. Uh, if you come to Toronto. Let's, uh, let's get together.
1: I'll give you a call. Remember I told you a very, very, very bright future for you. I'll
0: started, show you my new...
1: It started, it started January 12th. I see new car, new home, extra money, improved love and emotions, and a very big shift in your career, all in the next few months.
0: I'll show you my new watch okay. when we get together. <laughs> all right. Oh, did you have you bought it? No, no, yeah, but I'm going it. to apparently. Apparently, I'm going to come into one, so...
1: Well, I think it's a Rolode.
0: Wonderful! I can't wait. Okay,
1: be a, might be a pattern. Well, look after yourself. Lovely to meet you, and I. I hope that I helped in some way. Or you know, and I also do remote healing for people as well, which apparently works. I don't know why.
0: MauriceAmdur.co.uk. You and got uh, pe- it. People can the the link will be in the episode notes. Thanks, Maurice.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, sir. God bless you and be well.